Hey guys, it's me Bish. Welcome to the Get Life Podcast. Today is episode 100. To continue on our month of Persona content, we're going to be talking about Persona 5, Persona 3 and Persona 4 Golden. It recently got a PC port. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we get into the discussion and before I introduce our guests, I just want to thank our sponsors, Japan Crate, Crunchyroll, Loot Crate and JList. Go and check them out. Links will be in the description. In addition to that, I also wanted to thank Core Media and Atlas and Sega for providing us with review copies for the games that we mentioned. Because we are going to be talking about Persona 5, Persona 4 and Persona 3, if you haven't played those games, there will be spoilers within this episode. Too many, so I'm not going to include any bleeping or I'm not going to include any sort of spoiler warnings. You have been warned. This has been your warning from the beginning of the episode. Just so you know, this episode is really intended for fans of the Persona series that have played previous titles. So whether that is Persona 3, Persona 4 or Persona 5. We're not going to be talking about Persona 5 Royal though, but we are going to be talking spoilers in relation to those three Persona games. So with that being said, I just want to thank our guest today, Jacob. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Sounds a bit creepy when you said that. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm giving you a thank you. You don't need to make it weird. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) True. So, um, did you just say true? (laughs) True, 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 true. You made it a bit awkward. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You sound like a serial killer. What the fuck, man? Like, what was that about? I'm doing my best. <laughs> You're trying your best to sound like a serial killer? Or you trying to your best not, not sound, to sound like one? <laughs> okay, that's not, that's not helping. Um, I was trying to be sincere. Either way. So I was Jacob too. Is... I believe you, Jacob. So Jacob has don't. been on this point. Uh, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. You don't trust me. I believe you. <laughs> well, Jacob has been on this podcast for a while. He's been as a host. He's been on as a guest. Uh, Jacob, I think, was one of my first guests on this podcast. We we go way back. When did I know you? I don't know when I started knowing you. I think like 2012, no? Or maybe a little bit before. Maybe 2011. I think it was around 2010 or 2011. Because I, I remember you, like, um, becoming my friend back when I was really into, like, the Project Eva games. And that was around 2010, 2011. I think 2011, because that's when I joined Twitter. It was quite interesting, though. We've stayed friends for a long time, which is pretty cool. You don't really see that nowadays, um, at least with internet friendships and stuff. And I also met you in real life once. Twice, actually. The second one was, like, brief because you were on a press conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was at MCM. I had to do some recordings, but then you stayed You stayed with Georgina, right? That I did. Time. We were, like, handing out flyers for the Attack on Titan game. Oh, okay. I didn't even get to play that game. I had... I kind of hated that MCM. That was the worst MCM for me. It was the very first um, Attack on Titan game by Koei. By Koei, yeah. No, it was, it was interesting. I think that was, like, 2016? That was 2015. 2015. I remember okay. I was the first time I was at MCM was 2014 and then I came the next year as well in October also. So and I'm I also remember cuz Nathan wasn't at Koei at that time. No, was he? Nope. He wasn't. Okay. It was still Chin. The first time I had my Kasumi hoodie on and the second time I was just in a black 
um, vest, and there was um, the cosplayer Reika. Oh you, yes, yes, and I, I got remember to take that. Pictures with her because um, see, I I don't even remember now because like I didn't see Reika. I didn't see any of these people because I was in a room the whole time attending like press events and it was just so annoying and it wasn't fun because i was just recording the whole time i was just like doing recordings with nis and like i think we did a recording with koei and everything like that it was there was a lot of recordings going on during that time and it was just it was annoying i remember in 2015 when Ureka was there they were um in a in an arslan cosplay because that's when the game had just i don't come know out. either come out or been announced I think so because I can't. I can't remember. I think was she? She was there for a couple of days, right? I don't really know because I only ever went there for one day. There was a lot of other cosplayers because that was the year where I met Vampy Bitman. Her name sounds familiar, but I don't think. I yeah, know. she does a lot of like Gundam cosplays and stuff. That's cool. Uh, from from the US, she uh, she was there with Viewster, and we did some stuff with Viewster. We did an episode with them, and it was more anime focused for me that MCM as opposed to gaming and stuff. So it was, I, I would say, out of all the MCMs, I hated that one the most, only because I didn't really get time to enjoy the show floor. I enjoyed the 2014 one because that's when I placed second in a Dead or Alive tournament. <laughs> I like 2014. Was that an MCM? Yeah. That's when you bought me the Kasumi mouse pad. I did, yes. I bought the Kasumi. That was a good time. Good time. That Kasumi mouse pad. Looking back at it, it kind of felt kind of cringy because I was just like, Jin, don't tell. It was Raiden, actually. Was it Raiden? It was I Raiden I... because I remember coming to the booth and it was like, hi, I really want that. And he... Because I, I actually, I already knew him, right? Because of Twitter. And I was like, I want to get it. And he's like, well, you can't have it. I'm like, but I want it. And he's like, well, you can't. And then suddenly you come, you come from... You come from behind. <laughs> I came from behind. And Literally. I you. Yeah, and it was like, wow, what's going on? So, what the original plan was is that we were going to buy it and then we were going to give it to Raiden and then Raiden would give it to you. That was the original plan. But I don't think it worked out well because there was some stuff we couldn't. Basically, if we bought it, we had to take it off so that people don't repurchase it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they, it's not like they can stash it away for us or anything like that, which kind of sucked. So that was the original plan, but it didn't go to plan, if that made sense. But still, I think it was a, it was a good year. I mean, looking back at it, it was a bit, bit weird. It was a bit, it was kind of awkward. No, I thought it was. I wanted it anyways. So it, do you still have it? I if you don't. Oh, I think I do upset. actually, but like. But the thing is, I told you already, like, um, after a short amount of time, when I used it, suddenly, like, one of... <laughs> that's so weird when I say this, but one of her... <laughs> one of Kazumi's boobs just ripped open. <laughs> ripped open? Was it, like, leaking? No, or... it was, like, there's this, like, part where it's, like, you know, there's that... I don't know what they use, silicone or whatever. Yeah, silicone. And just, like, at the, um, at the edge of my wrist, I was, like, laying on top of it with my wrist, and then suddenly I, I feel it just, like, going, like, slowly. And it's glued down at the bottom, but for some reason it just popped open. I, I have a feeling that it might have been temperature difference that could have caused that to expand. I'm pretty sure it was just a few months after, actually. Really? Yeah. Because I still have mine, and it's been years. It's been like five years, and it's still in perfect condition. Koei, well, if you're listening, send Jacob a new one, because that's unfair. He give me new titties. Send his... I don't think Koei would do it, but, but this is a um, this is a Persona episode. Yeah. Fuka Bazooka. Fuka Bazooka. Yeah, it's been five years since Fuka Bazooka. I can't believe that. I did a recording um, with Safberry, aka Sapphire. You told me she's either the 
the voice provider for the Him Daisies. Yeah, she's one of the voices in the Him Daisy dub, and she yeah. recorded it and done all the audio mixing for that. But she also has a on that same channel. She does a lot of Persona covers of the music, and she does it in her own style. And she's she's amazing. We did an episode with her. That's coming out next week. But、uh, she hates Fuka. Yeah, you told me. And a lot of people hate Fuka as well. I've been on this mission, Jacob, to find people who like Fuka. Well. It's not going、Your、so well. Your mission has been fulfilled. It's just me, you, and Mitch. I'm not sure if you know Mitch Lynam, Mitchy J. He's the only other guy that likes likes Fuka. Because we did a recording、yeah. with him last week, and he likes Fuka. I like Fuka. You like Fuka. So I think that's we're the only three people in the world that likes Fuka. Apparently, apparently a lot of people hate Fuka. I don't know why. She's a sweetheart. How can people hate her? And she likes to cook. So you know. I do too. I'm just as bad as her with the cooking. <laughs> I just love the the fact that she's so derpy. I was upset when they changed her design in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax Turbo Edition. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just find it a bit annoying that there were so many Persona Arena games. Like we don't need that many. Wasn't there just two? I know, but there's. Just, <laughs> we don't need this. We don't even need the first one. And it, the fact that it's canon as well. I was like, no, this is. I actually still haven't finished、um, the second arena game. You know what? I mean, technically, as a game, it's good, but it's just、I、I've actually completely the finished the first arena. But with the second one, I for some reason just couldn't get into it. Not because it's bad, because I don't know. Maybe my patience just sucks ass. The best thing about the second arena game is that you can change your narrators, and Nanako is a voice. That's true. You can have Nanako saying "Get ready, fight, and KO" and all that. It's really funny. I wasn't a fan of Risei, so then I switched out to Nanako. It's the most hilarious shit ever. Like, did you know Nanako was planned、uh, as a fighter in the game? Yeah, along with、um, Dojima. Dojima, yeah. And Nanako, when Dojima needed to summon his persona, it would be Nanako. But the the guys at Atlas said no. They can't do that. What a missed opportunity. I know that would have been so funny, but they couldn't. It's unfortunate. To be honest with you, I would have liked to have seen Nanako become a character. When I was thinking about Persona Five originally, I assumed that Persona Five would kind of follow from Persona Four, and that we would maybe see Nanako grown up as a party member. I don't know why, but that, I think that would have been cool. That would have had to be like、uh, if you. Take into account like Persona 3 and Persona 3 Anniversary、um, or the answer, whatever it's called. I think it was the answer because I think Journey is actually still the main Persona 3 game. So Journey is the epilogue of Persona 3. In the ending of the first Persona 3 part, the main character just, I guess, just locks. Well, yeah, dies, but he kind of locks away Nick's avatar to save the world. Exactly to save everyone from dying a sufferable mess. Miserable death, and in the answer, it's like you play as Igus, and underneath the dorm, there's like this shadow world that opens up. And honestly, I haven't played it yet much because it's really fucking hard, and that's not even an exaggeration. It's super hard because the difficulty is way higher than the main game because it's only available on PS2, and the PS2 version didn't have controllable AI. You're stuck with. Only being able to control, I guess. It's kind of shitty though. Now that I think about it, and that's really what we want to talk about today, because Persona 4 Golden got a re-release on the PC, and it may be the case that Atlas does re-release these games on the PC. And I'm I'm hoping that happens. But if they ever do a Persona 3, I don't want to see the game get a just a standard re-release. You know, I don't want to see a PS2 port onto PC. That would be shit for me. 
I want to see a remake with added features kind of like how in Persona 3 Portable yeah there were some features removed but at the same time battle mechanics were changed you can control everyone kind of like in Persona 4 so I want to see those features. You could also play as the female protagonist. Exactly. So I think a lot of these things, you could save Shinji as well. It's stuff like that. I want to see alternate timelines. I want to see that kind of stuff within a remake. I don't want to see a standard port of Persona 3 because Persona 3 deserves more than that. And the fact that it was a PS2 game, it's not going to be in HD. So they're going to have to put in the work to make it HD anyway. So they might as well use the, the, the Persona 5 engine to make it something. And the only reason I say the Persona 5 engine is because I don't know if you remember there was that rumor or the fake leak that was going around where someone basically yeah. modded Persona 5 and they were like, guys, this is in the, the files of Persona 5. It's the Persona 3 dorm room. They put in the Iwato dorm. Exactly. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, damn, this is amazing. If this is real, then holy shit. And then it turned out to be fake. Exactly. But the, it was a fake thing that someone actually made. It was some, like someone went into the game. They made it in game. So I don't think Atlas has an excuse to be like no there's too much work for us if someone done it by themselves just to remodel yeah it was basic shapes and such but still i want to see that to be honest with you even in persona 5 royal what's his name the protagonist is it makoto or minato because they they have like multiple names for some reason do you in persona 5 or persona 3 3 um in persona 3 well in um persona q you can only i think you can only call him makoto yuki because minato arisato is too long for the name input i think I think Makoto, I think Makoto is actually, um, damn, I think Makoto is actually the manga name, but I can't remember now, right? Okay, let's, let's call him Minato. Yeah, let's call him Minato. Yeah. Yeah, because Makoto might get confusing with Makoto from Persona 5, but. That's true. With Minato, it's, it's interesting because if you look at the Persona 5 Royal challenge mode, uh, where you do the challenge battles, obviously you have to pay for it. It's DLC, which I think is the shittest thing to do. But within that, they have remodeled the characters in particularly Minato and Yunarakami and their animation. So their battle animations and their Persona animations and everything like that. And considering Persona 5 already has the majority of the Persona animations from Persona 3 with the DLC Personas, whether that is um, Orpheus or Messiah or any of these Personas from Persona 3, it just makes sense to use that engine and just reuse assets. I would not mind if it was just an asset flip just with Persona 3 and everything like that because the character model is already there from the dancing games. They can run in engine. Whether or not we get it, it's another issue. But if we do, do you want it to be the same story? Or do you want it to, to have an additional story? Do you want it to include the answer? Do you want it to include a true ending to the game? Because I think we're at the point where the game, we don't know what happens to Minato. Here's what I want to see, right? This is what I want to see, honestly. I want to see, like, a remake that has, like, all of the, like, extra stuff. So, Persona 3, because Persona 3 Fest had some improvements, like some Persona improvements, actually. So, Persona 3 with Persona 3 Fest improvements, then the, um, the female protagonist from Portable, even though she's not canon, I don't give a shit, I still want to date Akihiko. And if you won't make him dateable with Minato then. And of course I want the answer added as well. And in one huge package. That would be great. I think that would be the best solution. But at the same time, I also want to see an additional piece of content, whether that is DLC. Also something that I want to say is I don't want the point and click from Portable. I actually want the 3D models from the original. I, I completely agree with you. I understand why the point and click was implemented in Portable, just because Portable 
can't run that it's on it was playing on the v, uh, PSP so I understand why due to certain limitations they can't have the 3D world because it's not a PlayStation 2 it's not as powerful as a PlayStation 2 I get it but yeah I would agree with you especially if they're going to be using a Persona 5 engine I don't want this to be a standard you know port because they could easily do this I could do a standard port of the game that's basically a PS2 version but include everything they could do that but I want to see a proper remake it won't take Atlas that much time to do but at the same time I was saying that we need I think we need an answer to the answer if that makes sense the thing is that the answer still has not been found as of Persona 4 Arena so I'm not too sure on what we could see from that that's that's the thing I want to see a, an additional piece of DLC content that adds in the basically the answer what happens I want to see Elizabeth's journey that kind of stuff what we could see is I don't know if you know them but there's like um, these Persona 3 mobile games that's like episode I guess or whatever yeah I know what you're talking about yeah those those side-scrolling shooters and stuff I want to see those remade for whatever console it will come out for because I've honestly been so interested in those because actually you know Persona 3 is my favorite it's like Chris on the three, five, and then four. You know what? That's how I think as well. Um, I'm glad that we're doing this episode because we have the same opinion on that. I think it's very interesting. Those mobile games. I know you're not talking about the, you know, the more social mobile games. You're talking about the. I would have loved to play Persona Three Social. I would have loved to because, like, just like being a a student at um at GeckoCon High. Wait, GeckoCon is Persona 3, right? Yeah, GeckoCon is Persona Yeah, because I thought for a second I mistook it for Yasugami High. Obviously, with the Aegis storyline from that mobile game, that's a prequel. You you learn how Aegis comes exactly. to be. Exactly. It's basically like an, like an expansion for her Persona 4 arena story. What would be very interesting is that if you know this imaginary persona remake game that we're talking about if they included that as sort of dlc not dlc i mean like added in content into the game like a, a mini game like for example you know how in persona 5 you have that whole telephone system you know where you bring up your cell phone and you can text friends and stuff it wouldn't it be cool if you can actually play the mobile games from the phone in the game i think that would be badass like in yakuza and you can play arcades in the yes, game. that's exactly it. That's Sega's forte. They know how to do that well. So I think they could implement that in the game because it is like a it's a side-scrolling shooting game. That would be kind of cool to play that on your phone in this imaginary Persona 3 remake. Also, what they could do is the same as the answer where they just added with like high definition shit, like character models and everything. If they did that, that would be fantastic. We talk about the answer, we talk about all of this, but I really want to know what the true answer is. Because I want to know Elizabeth, I want to know how she gets through it, you know? And all that kind of stuff, because she leaves the Velvet Room, that's the whole point. She leaves the Velvet Room to try and find a way to save Minato. I want like a solid ending. Because it was upsetting. I think the reason why I love Persona 3 so much is just because the fact that Minato dies. Like, I, I know it sounds really sadistic and shitty for me to say that, but never in a Persona game has the main character just die. You know, that's why I keep on saying every time I look back at Persona 4, and we'll be talking about Persona 4 after the break, but every time I look at back at Persona 4, I feel that it's kind of the Scooby-Doo game just because 
there is no real sacrifice in the game. Yeah, there's the themes of, you know, finding yourself and accepting your true self. And that's great. And that's a great theme. But there is no, no one's losing in that game. Everyone's winning. That's just how I see it. I think that's a, a good time to end for a break. We'll be back after this little ad break and we'll see you in a little bit. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Go and check them out at getlifepodcast.com forward slash Crunchyroll for 14 day free trial of Crunchyroll premium service that means anime without ads 1080p hd you can watch it on all your favorite devices your tvs your phones whatever even if you want to watch it on your chromecast you can as well that's amazing go and check them out 14 day free trial you've got the most diverse collection of anime and manga on the internet so go and check them out it's a no-brainer lads getlifepodcast.com forward slash crunchyroll thank you crunchyroll for sponsoring this episode of the podcast this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the lovely people at Japan Crate. Japan Crate offers a unique experience of Japan through monthly crates filled with candy. And who doesn't love candy, right? Japan Crate brings you a delicious selection of snacks every month. You can check it out on our YouTube channel for $35 a month. And you can cancel anytime. But I don't know why you would want to. Learn more at getlifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Remember, use the code GALP for $3 off on new subscriptions. So, getlifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Use the code GALP for $3 off. And if you want to check out what snacks that you get in the crates, go and check out our YouTube channels. Links will be in the description. So, go and check them out. Thank you, Japan Crate, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We are back from the ad break hope you enjoyed those ads by the way and we're going to be talking about persona 4 as i was saying before persona 4 doesn't have that sense of despair i'm going into danganronpa territory here but there is no risk in persona 4 you know that the good guys are going to win that's just how i see it and at first when i was playing persona 4 golden back in 2012 yeah i was upset that certain characters were dying or certain characters you know like nanako or whatever i was upset by that to the point where i stopped playing the game for a good two to three months just because i thought nanako died i didn't want to continue but looking back at it and especially looking back at persona 4 as my first persona game i still love it but it doesn't have that risk factor the interesting is thing is i thought persona 5 had that risk factor but playing royal and i don't really want to spoil it for you in terms of royal but even playing royal there is no risk there's no real risk in persona 5 which is a bit upsetting at that point i mean base persona 5 there was a lot of risk that was going on you know you had your main character i think his name is akira is it, is it akira or ren or something like this is the thing i don't get they keep on changing the names and it pisses me off wait did they have fixed names in, in the dancing games or warriors also decided to play player no i think in the dancing games they were fixed so i know yunarakami was yunarakami okay because i'm pretty sure that ren was called well persona 5 protag was called ren and in, in five dancing yeah i think i think so because in the manga, and once again, it's it's Akira, which is a bit weird. Why do they do that? And I don't remember right now for Persona 3 Protag. <sighs> it's interesting, it's... though. Like, when I look back at it, it disappoints me. Persona 3 was the only game for me as a Persona game. Like, I have played 1 and 2, but I, I don't think the discussion should be around that. But when playing Persona 3, I felt that there was a sense of danger, right? At any point. The fact that you had characters like Shinji die. Shinji was like your main, you know, he was part of your main party and he just dies and you can't use him again for the rest of the story until you go for New Game Plus. Kind of like a catchy, right, in Persona 5. So I saw that and I was like, wow, Persona 5 
you have characters dying cool i don't want to say it in a rude way i'm just saying the fact that they had the balls to do that was very impressive you don't see that in persona 4 what was interesting to me is even how they summon their personas because i get it you can only summon a persona in persona 4 if you accept your true self it's just magical you just you just say persona right in persona 5 there was that sort of you scream persona but at the same time you need to act as if you're in personal danger to activate it Exactly, because you see it in the scenes where they first get their personas, they're ripping off that mask and the animations in battle doesn't reflect that, they're still holding onto the mask, but I'm assuming that it's the same case, that they just rip off the mask every time they want to summon the persona, but it's just not shown within the animation because that would probably be too much work. And the reason why I say that is because yes, you do have a point, they scream persona, not so much as in the English dub, but when you hear the Japanese dub of Ren and he's like, persona, he screams it and I'm like, damn. Because I'm, I'm replaying Persona 5 in Japanese. I was like, damn, man. The guy's actually screaming it. I actually prefer this. Like, it's weird. Like, it, it seems more powerful. And then you have Persona 3 in which they're shooting themselves in the head because of this whole evoker situation. And there's ways of people that ha can summon personas without the use of evoker, but they have to use drugs to do that. And it's it, it's just very interesting because it means so much more. Another thing that I found very interesting is... Something that Mitch brought up on Twitter where he said that Persona 3 is like the only game where the main party doesn't like each other. They're not like best friends from the beginning. Yeah, not from the very beginning. Exactly. So you see that character progression evolve throughout the game. Like, yeah, they fucking hate each other at the beginning and then they kind of warm up to each other. It's not like Persona 4 where it's like, hey, I'm the new kid in town. Yosuke, you're my best friend. Chie is my... Like, no. Like I said, it just reminds me of Scooby-Doo because it feels like a very toned down game. I understand why they went for that because Persona 3 was very dark and I imagine for newcomers to the series, that's not necessarily a good thing, especially with Persona 4 Golden and indeed the original Persona 4. What are your thoughts on Persona 4? Because that's what I want to know. In Persona 4, it's like, I think it's more like, um, not that they are like best friends all the time. It's more like um, they they have this, this side to each other that they don't show to one another. You know, like for instance, like in the beginning where it's like, Chie is like the kind of person that Yukiko wants to be. Or Chie is always um, there to protect Yukiko from creepy guys or whatever so it's basically like more of the conscious that they have inside of their heads but they don't really want to admit it so i guess it's also kind of dark but it's like not the same as um for instance junpei who like gets mocked by pretty much everybody yeah i feel i feel bad for junpei <laughs> he gets a lot of shit I kind of get where he's coming from. I don't want to say like he's my favorite character or anything because he isn't. Like this feeling of never ever being like taken seriously and always like being seen as this choking person or like just see being seen as the choke kind of gets to you and it's like it makes you mad, you know. So in Persona 4, it's more like Yosuke just like, for instance, if Chie fucking kicks, kicks him in the gut, he just like goes down and accepts it because he's like, yeah, well, I fucked up. He's saying that he's a bitch. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm not saying he's a bitch, but it's like... Uh... He's he's different from Junpei in that he doesn't get angry over it. So if, I think it's more like in Persona 3 compared to Persona 4. In Persona 3, it's always like the like the anger and like the 
like the negative of a person is like always more on display than in Persona 4, where it's always like there's always this happy side unless you fall into the fucking TV and face your shadow. And after you defeat the shadow and you get it as your persona, you're back to being like the cheerful you. So it's like, uh... It seems unrealistic at that point because even when you have certain problems in your life and you're facing them and you do come to terms with them, right? It's not like, oh, I've come to terms with them and I'm I'm okay. No, there's a, there's a road to recovery. So you don't really see that in Persona 4. Uh, what's interesting about Persona 3 is that you mentioned, yes, there is that anger in the game. And that's, I think it's a theme within the game that these characters are angry about one thing or another. And it kind of, it's like a self-destructive thing right because there's this whole theme of destruction and it's it's kind of like something that's also part of the real world but at the same time it's like the characters themselves are for me sometimes they're just too you know too bubbly and too high energy and and they don't give off like the human kind of vibe that the persona 3 characters give off i completely agree with you and i think what, what's interesting is when initially playing games like persona 5 i found a good balance right because persona 5 has a lot of dark topics especially with uh, at least in the beginning with kamashida's palace you know there's physical abuse sexual abuse uh, mental abuse you know you have shiho wanting to kill herself which is very dark but then obviously as soon as you finish that it's all forgotten which is kind of weird in a way. Persona 3 at times just felt kind of too dark. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's always that sort of problem and you kind of feel it more in social links, right? The social links in Persona 3 were a lot more in depth. I think that the reason that is is because that was the first implementation of social links within Persona. They had to go all out for it. Uh, even though social links in Persona 4, like I'm noticing now on the surface, because you, you're mentioning how the characters are very bubbly and stuff, on the surface they are. But then when you look into it a bit more and you, you learn about the characters through their social link, it's it kind of gets very dark. Even if you look at Kanji, for example, and you learn about his life, I didn't know, you know, Kanji lost his dad and how it affected him and stuff. And I, when I saw that, I related to Kanji a lot because obviously growing up without a dad, you know, losing my dad and stuff, I looked at that and I'm like, wow, Kanji, I relate to you a little bit more because of it. And before knowing that, I never really used to have Kanji in my party, only because Kanji is an electric user and Yu Narukami's main persona, Izanagi, is electric. So there's no need to really bring Kanji in. After experiencing his social link and, and learning about him, he's always in my party as soon as I get him. I just love Kanji. Actually, I think he's my favorite member of the investigation team. I think so. I think he's he's the most, I don't want to say well-rounded character, but he's the most well-written character in the game. He's like this hard-ass um, dude who like <laughs> fucking hits the shadows with a fucking chair, with a folding chair. But at the same time, like in his social link, he like, he like creates little dolls or whatever. And it's like, hmm, <laughs> like so soft. <laughs> It's interesting with Kanji because he's just so, as you mentioned, he's soft, he's cute, but you don't see it just by looking at him. You wouldn't assume. And even the way he interacts with Nanako as well, I think it's quite cute as well. I think it's nice. But you don't see that with the rest of the characters. It's weird because Yukiko is kind of paper thin. Like, oh, she wants to be more like Chie and I get it. But at the same time, there's there's nothing interesting as much about Yukiko. Chie, yeah, I get it. She's a bit of a meme like for steak and eating more meat and stuff and training. And I get it. She's a meme. Yosuke is a bit of a punching bag. That's the joke. Like, I feel that like every other character in Persona 4 is just laughable. I don't find them serious, if that makes sense. 
speaking of that, who's your favorite character? We're going to go through this all all of the games. Who's oh, your favorite geez. character in um, Persona 4? Like all together or just in like the investigation team? Okay, we'll do favorite party member and then favorite character or social link in Persona 4. Probably investigation team is, well, Kanji, of course, because I just love him so much. He's so adorable. And then overall, mm, that's kind of hard actually. Like if you if you if you talk about like like really favorite, it's kind of hard for me because it would be it would either be it would either be Kanji or Adachi or Adachi. Yeah, Jacob, I love him. Adachi? He's a fucking trash can. I hate Adachi. Him and his cabbage is fucking busted. And I- um, also, I just love the protagonist in general. Okay, you you know I get it. He's a pimp. I understand. He's like. I, you know, for me, Yunarokami inspired the way that I play Persona 5 and even Persona 3. Like, the game punishes you in, for doing that, but in Persona 4, it doesn't necessarily. But going out and dating every character you can date just because you can kind of fucks you up in Persona 5. And in Persona 3, it actually, there's a, I'm not sure if you remember, but there was a thing that flipped your, your arcana the other way around. So you couldn't progress. That's also in Persona 4, actually. I'm not sure if it is in 5, but it is definitely in 4. There's this, I think her name is Ai Ebihara. She's one of the social links. She's like the girl with the like the long hair. And she's always like this. She's portrayed as this kind of bitchy person. Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the this character who used to be like big and until she lost a lot of weight. I can still remember that being one of her like the one that Yunarakami has to date like fake date and stuff exactly and there's like one point in her social link where it's just super like obvious that if you pick the wrong choice it reverses oh does it because i don't i don't think i've gotten to that i have and it's not amusing does it reverse in golden i don't i couldn't remember that yeah i think it's when she's like on the roof or something so what happens then? Could you continue with the social link or does it stop you? At some point, you can continue. I think you have to talk to her or do something. I forgot. In the game files for Persona 5, there's some game assets showing flipped arcanas, which similar to the old games in which you couldn't progress unless you spoke to them. And there was these ones with bullet holes, which basically meant that if you fucked up something, you can't continue at all, no matter how much you can. Like basically the character will tell you, don't talk to me anymore. And then you can't progress. I'm glad that they didn't include that in those games, but it would have been interesting nevertheless because it means everything that you do means something kind of like in real life so i I would have liked to see that but that being said you mentioned like adachi and stuff i can't i can't like adachi i was shocked to find out that adachi is the killer sorry guys for those that are listening we did give a spoiler warning i love the dorky side he always has on if he doesn't have his fucking psychotic side on like if you really are talking about favorite character then it would have to be either kanji you or adachi the one thing that i wanted to know you know in persona 4 right Nanako, at the end of the game, Nanako grows her hair. Yeah. How come in Persona 4 Dancing All Night, her hair is short? What's that about? Maybe it's because she had it cut or maybe because it's better for her dancing or something. Maybe it's because Atlas didn't care about continuity. I guess so. Have you ever have you ever gone through uh, I mean in Persona 5 Royal you see this a lot more when you go through the menus he gives you like advice on the guns not everyone's yeah. going to notice that but he will be like yeah if you use this caliber and this blah, blah. he's got a really like husky voice and I like that I appreciate that Katie's I a good love job. husky voices it's great <laughs> please you're making me weak talking about this 
that being said, we're going to go on an ad break. I'm going to leave Jacob to be weak for a bit. And we'll wow. come back. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Loot Anime. Loot Anime brings you the best collectibles and gear and merch and even more from your favorite anime and manga series from past and present with a $60 value of each crate for $35 a month. And you can cancel at any time. It is a no-brainer. Learn more at getalifepodcast.com forward slash Loot Anime and use the code GALP15 for 15% off on your next crate. Go and check them out. Support the show. In addition to that, if you want to see what's in the upcoming crates, you can go and check it out on our YouTube channel. Remember, that is getalifepodcast.com forward slash Loot Anime. Use the code GALP15 for 15% off. Thank you, Loot Anime, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people at JList. JList brings you the latest anime and otaku goods from Japan directly, whether that's anime, manga, cosplay, import game, visual novels. JList has got you covered. Learn more at getlifepodcast.com forward slash JList. And remember to use our link and the code GALP for 5% off on all purchases on JList. That's including pre-orders. Remember, getlifepodcast.com forward slash JList. Thank you very much, JList for sponsoring this episode of the podcast we are back for the final segment i'm still weak <laughs> jacob is still weak you know dojima scares me man he just dojima dojima yeah because he's a bit too aggressive like i get it yeah when he's going out drinking with adachi that's fine but he's just too firm but like i love the only that. dojima that i can imagine like i played through persona 4 golden again on pc but the only dojima that i can imagine is the one from the dub you know the shut up adachi that one shut up adachi shut up like that one's just so great i prefer that one than the actual dojima that's the thing i've never really heard any of the japanese voices because i only play with english dub and that, that's a good point have you played the japanese voices in the pc version no no you haven't okay that's interesting i have not because like i guess it kind of manifested for me that i really prefer the english dub in the persona games especially because i love when i when i hear like some generic character and I know that, for instance, the same they have the same voice actor as, for instance, Nanako. Because I've heard that. Because, like, I've heard maybe one character be having the same voice actor as Yosuke. Yes, Minato. No, no, I mean Persona 4. In Persona 4, there's the same In character? In Persona 4, there's characters that. that have the same voice actor as hmm. the main cast. Or um, in Persona 4, uh, what's, what's his name? Or her name. I, for, I think it's her name. Who are we talking about? The gas gas station guy who turns out to be this goddess. Yeah, Izanami, right? Yeah. Um, she shares the same voice actress as Aegis and Nanako. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, in the beginning, I I heard it clearly, like when when she's like um a, a city boy, right? And it's like you you hear how the voice actor is like turning like this this high voice. Oh, you're a city boy, right? <laughs> I didn't know that Aegis and Nanako had the same voice actress. They do. I can't even imagine. That's weird. They do. It's it's like Adachi and you. Oh my god, they have the same voice actor. Jeez. Yeah, Johnny Young Bosch. Or like, or as that. you said, Yosuke and Minato. Yeah, Yosuke and Minato, I get it because you can hear it. I mean, I didn't notice that at the beginning because when I met Yuri Lowenthal, that was at 2000 and I think it's that same year that I met you. That's when I met Yuri. I also, what I realized, I think, I don't know who it is, but in Persona 4, well, in Persona 4 Golden, there's a character. I don't know who it is. I think it might have just been a general character who has the same voice actor as... Fuck, I forgot his name for Persona 5, the coffee guy, Sakuraba. What, what was his name? Sojiro. 
Yeah, exactly. But there is a generic character in Persona 4 that has the same voice actor as Sojiro. You know, I thought when I heard his voice, I was like, that's the voice of Lubu. Really? Yeah. Listen to Sojiro's voice. It's the same voice as Lubu. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, no, when you go back and you think about it, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, there's so many great voices in Persona. Like, I, I love them all. In Persona 5, there's also characters that are voiced by, I think... I think they're voiced by Nanako's voice actress. How do I not remember any names today? The teacher in Persona 5 Royal has the sa same um, voice actress as Yukari from Persona 3. Yukari? True. I, I mean, I really wasn't paying attention to Yukari. I mean, with Persona 5, I'm playing a lot with Japanese voices now just because of the Persona battle sounds. Persona! Just that scream is just great. I like it. What I think is really cool, and I really want to talk about this before we end, Fuka. Fuka Bazooka. Fuka Bazooka, and for people that don't know, where did, where did Fuka Bazooka come from, Jacob? We actually made that joke before we even found out that it actually was a thing, kind of. I think so. We were we were just we were just like cracking jokes about Fuka, and I don't know either you or or me said Fuka Bazooka, and it was like oh my god, Fuka Bazooka, and then we actually googled Fuka Bazooka, and then that fucking picture of her with a bazooka and the I like to cook. Yeah, or the one where she's like wearing full-on a soldier uniform other than that one meme there's not many fuka bazooka memes out there which kind of upsets me and i'm hoping that the game gets a re-release and then we revive me and you we revive fuka bazooka and we didn't even look it up before and we didn't exactly we didn't even look it up but you know what's very interesting haru her weapon is a bazooka yeah well it's, it's like a grenade launcher but yeah i think fuka needs a, a bazooka you know my stance on Haru. Yeah, no one likes Haru. I mean, I I kind of like her now. People love her because of, I think people love her because of her, because of her outfit. But that's about it. I don't I don't like her outfit. I prefer I don't, her persona. I don't though. see much of her as in a character. You think that? But in Persona Five Royal, they changed her up a lot. They introduced her very. I early haven't on. played it much yet. I'm just gonna be honest. I haven't played Persona Five Royal a lot, even though I've had it since release date. I've been so stuck with Animal Crossing. <laughs> But Animal Crossing is, has annoyed me. Remember when we did that episode about Animal Crossing? And I was like, you know what? There's not much. Blah, blah, blah. And, and I was, my prediction came true. Like there isn't much being added to the game and they're just prolonging it and just adding more as the game's life cycle continues. And I think, no, I just want the full game. Just leave me alone. Like they're adding in this whole stupid diving mechanic, which was in previous games. And it's just like, okay. Really into New Horizons and I'm really loving it. I'm, I want to get back into it. There's a game that I'm getting into recently called story of seasons <gasps> shut up what do you mean shut up the new game yeah what about it have it have you played it already yeah i got a review copy like last are month. you fucking whore <laughs> why are you calling me a whore jacob i have it pre-ordered it's coming out in a week it's coming out on the 8th but i've been playing it for a while it's a good game it's a, it's out on the 10th the same day as deadly premonition too which i also want to get we're getting that review copy. We're getting that. Rise and start. Get, My lads get are me rise one, and please. Start. Yeah, no, please I'm get me get one. You. Don't worry. Don't worry, Jacob. I'm going to get you. Don't worry. No, we're going to get that. What's his name followed me, by the way? He did. Yeah. Swery, senpai, if you're listening. He's so good. Swery, if you hear this, I love you. He's not going to listen to this. No, for real, though. Swery's the sweetest. He's, he's like one of my favorite people in the video game industry. Really? Yeah, he's so adorable and so sweet. You know who I really feel bad for, though, is remember... Me. 
the no i was gonna say in terms of game <laughs> publishers mr koinuma i i sound familiar he's the the producer of dynasty war and omega force basically on the you know the playstation 5 announcement when they were showing all of the the developers they spelled his name wrong and i was like no mr koinuma what did they write? They spelled it wrong. They just put the I in the wrong place. And I was like, no. Don't tell me they wrote like Kiyonuma. Something like that. And I was like, oh no. And the guy's smiling in it. And I was like, oh no. He probably doesn't realize. The guy's cool. I've never met him, but I got some stuff signed from him. Chin gave it to me a couple of years back. But that's a person uh, that I would like to meet. Chin. Chin, I love you. I, I love, love Chin. you. Me too. You know what? I miss Chin. Me too. <laughs> Like I said, episode 100, this wouldn't, this podcast wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Chin. I think Chin gave us a lot of opportunities. Chin kind of brought the community together as well. He just gave us so much positivity. Not just that, he just gave the gaming industry so much positivity because I remember back in the day, maybe you might remember this as well, but before the original TK family and before Free Stuff Friday and all these events that were going on, the gaming industry didn't have any of that. I don't, I don't remember any companies doing giveaways or any companies doing like free stuff and stuff like that and now they're doing that and they're naming it after what Chin named it I don't know I find that Chin sort of changed the scene of community management Chin deserves nothing but love and the best honestly and I'm not saying that because he might be listening but because it's the truth I think we went a lot off topic I just want to end this episode with why I was disappointed in Persona 4 Golden PC remake well not remake port yeah just port really yeah because it wasn't a remake and that's what upset me because they had the character models they had the anime from dancing and even from Persona 5. They have that engine in place, but they didn't do that. But see, I'm, I'm glad we got it anyways, because like Davida's dead, as you've mentioned. The interesting thing about it is that why did we get it to PC? How come we didn't get it to the Switch? And how come we didn't get it to PS4? Like at this point, we know that PC is like, I guess the most accessible. I do agree with that. But at the same time, why Golden? Out of all the games you could have brought, I get it. it. It just seems like a bit of a cash grab. The main point of Persona at this point, because like everybody knows Persona 4. There's been so many spin-offs, not to say anything negative about it. It's just it has so many spin-offs. Like Persona 3 had more spin-offs, but the thing is the Persona 3 spin-offs only came out in Japan while we got like the majority. We got Persona Q, we got Persona Arena, we got Dancing All Night, we got all these games and Persona 3 had what? Fest, Portable, and Dancing All Night. And it was part of Arena, but it wasn't the main point of it. It was also part of Q. I guess Q made made up with like both. Yeah, you have a point because a lot of people, their first Persona game or their first entry into the Persona series was for. It was for me, it was for you. It was because I had just gotten the uh, the, the PS Vita and I needed a good game. And it was like, when I saw it, like I saw so many screenshots of it. I was like, this looks so good. Like it genuinely looked so fucking amazing because I'd never played anything like it before. Like I just know I had only played like Dynasty and Samurai Warriors and Dead or Alive. <laughs> that was the same for me and I think it's great in that sense and I'm glad that there is a PC port but I think they could have done a lot more with it. Especially now that you know there's mod support coming on and stuff like that. It would be very interesting. I think they knew that with mod support coming on it's like they're like okay well players already have those assets. They have the gay romance asset as well like they have the the unpublished voice lines that are in the game files they have all that so they can just say okay you know what let's put this in 
I mean, the, the fans can say that. It depends now where Atlas is going to take it because Atlas could stop any mods from going on. I mean, from what I know, there is going to be mod support, but what mod tools are we going to get for this game? What level of mods are we going to get? Because you know what I found? I found a mod that replaces all the character models for Adachi. So every character is Adachi, right? I think it was Adachi or it might have been Nanocode too. I don't know, but it was, it was like every single character being replaced by one character. See, the thing is, so many people don't even take into account Persona 1 and Persona 2 if they think about Persona in general, because we also didn't talk about 1 or 2, even though they're very much part of the series. I know that there are so many people who like who will listen to this episode, and they will listen to you being like, well, I can't believe they didn't, like, you know, add, like, additional content to Persona 4 Golden on PC. While that's true, it's also, like, so many people have Persona 2 as their favorite Persona game, I actually know a lot of people who do and they would just be like oh please at least you got it at least it's still part of it's still seen as part of the series like I don't know if you saw but like Atlas put out a survey after the release and they were like well which Shin Megami Tensei games do you like as well I was like Shin Megami Tensei 1 to 4 or whatever that was um, all those you know digital devil saga and all that and then it started from Persona 3, Persona 4, and Persona wow. 5. They didn't they didn't put in Persona 1 or Persona 2. The interesting thing about Persona 1 and 2 is that they had a different team and I'm not sure why that team left. Well, in Persona in Persona 5 you have so many um, references with the DLC. You have like all those different Shin Megami Tensei games. You Don't you also have you have the Catherine uh, references? Exactly, but what I meant was they have the no, but I mistook that for Fire Emblem X Shin Megami Tensei, which was they put the Fire Emblem Three Houses costume into the into that game. I think they also put Joker's outfit in the game as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that game was a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, I haven't played it much yet. I it's it's kind of a mix between Persona and Fire Emblem, pretty much. That's what it is market as well. But the thing is, I I like the combat system. Well, the combat system was very reminiscent of Persona. Well, it's more of a personal matter for me because like I started it when I was in Helsinki, you know, my exchange stay. And I kind of want, wanted to keep playing it, but then uni stuff kept barging in and then I forgot. <laughs> Now that now that Animal Crossing is out, I'm like, well, <laughs> well, there's no need to play this game. So the so what you're saying is, if you're playing Fe, was it Fe Encore? What the fuck was it called? Tokyo Nights? What the what was that Tokyo, game? Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Last Encore or something. Yeah, that game. You can only play that game in Finland. If you're not in Finland, you're not allowed to play the game. That's not what I'm saying. Jacob is saying this, and this is confirmed. In fact, if you buy the game in the UK and you try and play it, you actually have to go to Finland. It's region locked, <laughs> Finland only. I hate you. Why would you say that? The game is Finland only. If you live in Helsinki, actually, no, it's Helsinki only. So if you live in any other part of Finland, you can't experience the game. You have to be in Helsinki. That is <laughs> that is how the game is. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Uh... That's why I can't play the game. I have to be in Helsinki. You're making me miss Helsinki. Well, if you, if you go back or when you go back, you could just... I'm just gonna sit in my flat and play that game. That's it. That's that's the rules. That is the rules. That being said, I think that's the end of this episode. We kind of talked about a lot in terms of Persona. We spoke a little bit about um, episode 100 and whatnot. But 
Jacob, thank you for coming on. Really do appreciate it, lad. Thank you for having me, bitch. I thought you were going to say bitch, but you know, it's fine. Thank you for having me, bitch. Thank you. Thank you. That that makes me very happy. I always, I always like recording with you because you're just so down to earth and also because you like Fuka. I just thought for a second you said because I'm so dumb. Did I say that? I didn't say that. No, you said down to earth and my mind just stopped it down. <laughs> this is dumb. But yeah, Jacob, I really like you because you're so dumb. Oh, uh, same to you. No, but seriously, thank you for coming on. And if you guys want to see Jacob again, just say that you want Jacob and we'll never bring him on because you guys said and don't tell us what to do. Us and the team, we do this podcast and we do Kunai in the same reason that we do it because we enjoy what we do and we wouldn't do it if we don't enjoy it and we also want you guys to enjoy but at the same time it's more natural if we actually enjoy it because you know what i can talk about call of duty and halo and fifa all day long and get like millions of views probably i'm kind of over exaggerating but we wouldn't necessarily enjoy it but we're talking about games that not everyone has played necessarily or gamers like dynasty warriors and stuff which a lot of people criticize but it's a game that i like I like talking about Persona. I like talking about Dynasty Wars. Thought Blue Reflection was a really cute game, but come to think of it, it's not a so game. Bad. It's a tech demo. That's true. It's like it's it, there's no real gameplay to it. Like I love Blue Reflection, and I think it's one of my favorite games. But just because of the visuals and just because of the game mechanics, right? Like I was playing Blue Reflections more than I was playing Persona Five, and I got Persona Five like a month before release. I couldn't even talk about it because Atlas was strict on that. But I was just playing Blue Reflection the whole time. If they release Persona 3, like, as we talk about, as a remake with, like, the HD from Dancing All Night and everything, like, as, like, completely r redone in HD and the gameplay from Portable, as in, like, free control for the AI. I don't mean AI, but, like, the team members, right? And, um, and all of those things, I would play the fuck out of that. Like, I would, I would probably replay that game at least five times after, like, right after the release. <laughs> That's no joke. I will play that shit again and again and again and again. Because I love that game so fucking much. You have no idea. <laughs> no, I love it as well, man. Especially when I think about, like, imagine my first experience with persona 3 was portable right same and then i after i finished portable i actually got fess on the playstation store while i did not enjoy the controlled ai i loved everything else about it like i love the visuals of tatsumi port island because even though you're in tatsumi port island persona 4 you don't see everything you just see the red light district <laughs> um but in Persona 3, you see everything. It's so compressed in the point-and-click system. But like, if you have the 3D vision, you see the the fountain at the subway station. You see everything move so freely, and this huge city that is just like blooming with everything, and the people dancing in the disco and everything. And if you're like in the navigation menu, like you know, where it's like train station shrine um mall right like you can pick and then you see like the like the train going around from the, on the map see it's pretty cool like i think if we if we got stuff like that that there's a lot of potential for atlas to make that game amazing at the same time just to end off the episode i think what i would like to see is yeah i would like to see more ports i would like to see more remakes but i would also like to see more ps 
I don't want to say PS Vita, but like more portable games. So I want to see Persona 5 on Switch. I want to see Persona 4 Golden on Switch. I want to see Persona 3 on Switch. I want to see like if if they did a Persona HD collection, which was one, two, remastered in like Persona 5 style, but with Persona 1 and 2 gameplay and story, that would be fantastic. I would like to see the same with Persona 3, maybe with Persona 4, all on the Switch, because I feel that, for me, Persona is a very portable game, if that makes sense, only because I've been pre-positioned with Persona 4 Golden and, obviously, Persona 3 Portable, and when I played Persona 1 and 2, they were on, uh, they were the PSP versions on the Vita, so I'm just kind of used to that mindset. But with that being said, thank you, Jacob, for coming on. I really do appreciate it, and um, bye. 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 That's how we're going to end the episode.